Welcome to day 20 of National Podcast and Post Month. Ah, mouthful there, sorry, here on the Data Podcast. I am your host, the almost can walk straight, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And it is Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. And... Yeah, like I said, I I can almost walk straight again. My toe still hurts like a son of a bitch. And I can almost talk normally. Still a little bit scratchy here and there. Still coughing up crud. But that's not why we're here this week. Because this week, at least for the next couple days, we are talking Thanksgiving. Why? Because it's the week of Thanksgiving. And it really just makes for something easy to talk about. So, I figured... I would give you guys the rundown of all of the stuff that I do for Thanksgiving. Because I, I say I do, because for the most part, I do all of Thanksgiving dinner. And it just kind of amounts to I, I've been cooking since I was seven years old. I've been doing Thanksgiving dinner since I was about 16, 17. So at this point, I've got that stuff burned into my brain like it's nothing. I could pull out at least a basic Thanksgiving dinner blindfolded at this point. I just got my timings down. Now, in recent years, we've we've started changing things up. And I mean more of the, we've started doing more and more things from scratch. And such that in the past, we used to use, you know, we'd, we'd get the Grand's biscuits or the crescent rolls, the you know Pillsbury crescent rolls or whatever, because they're good. Or we just get like grocery store brand, you know, that little just tray of rolls and it's like a dollar for a dozen rolls and you keep them frozen and you stick them in the oven for like 10 minutes or whatever before just to kind of toast them up a little bit and you just it's just like a tray brick of biscuits. They're not bad. And re- I mean, yeah, are they the best bread in the world? Hell no, <laughs> they aren't. But you know what? When you need a chunk of bread to soak up gravy or whatever on your plate, that's a good piece of bread. I'm just going to say. Because you don't necessarily want a really buttery, super like moist, fluffy bread when you're talking about Thanksgiving dinner. Because it's not a bread you're supposed to eat by itself. It's supposed to be there to soak up all of the stuff that's left on your plate, right? It's kind of like when you have a, a roll with a steak dinner. The roll is there to soak up the stuff from the steak. And it doesn't have to necessarily be um, the most flavorful piece of bread. It just has to be a sponge. Well, we've stopped doing that. <laughs> and again, on the flip side, you know, crescent rolls and like Grand's biscuits and things like that, those are flavorful and buttery and soft and fluffy, and they're not the best for absorbing stuff. You try and soak up gravy with a Grand's biscuit, it's going to fall to pieces. They're made for like thick white gravy, not necessarily turkey gravy or whatever. Anyway, I've started making my own rolls and biscuits and things for Halloween. Halloween, what the fuck? Thanksgiving. And I was thinking Thanksgiving and I said, Halloween tells you what my mindset is around this house. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. It's always Halloween. Every day is Halloween. Anyway, 
So yeah, I've started doing my own bread, which again, yesterday I had to spend a chunk of the time making a loaf of bread just to slice up so I can dry it out and, and cube it and do all the fun little things to make stuffing. But that's later. But yeah, I've, I've started making my own bread and dear God, it takes forever. That is the one thing that in the recent years has really screwed up my planning because when you're making rolls from scratch, suddenly you have to account for, oh, these bitches have to prove twice and it takes time. It takes a lot of time. (laughs) And what kind of rolls are you going to do? Are you going to do just basic, you know, ball rolls? Are you going to do, you know, cut biscuits? Are you going to do like my sister is a fan of those, uh, the cloverleaf rolls, you know, where you take, it's kind of like you take three of the little round dough balls and you stick them all together and you basically stick it in a muffin tin. And so when it uh, proofs up and you bake it, they all bake together into one thing. And it's got the the three, the cloverleaf thing on the top. So I might do something like that this year. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm experimenting with bread because I don't have a lot of time to experiment with bread. My primary bread function around the house is pizza crust. And which, by the way, if you just have a basic pizza recipe, like a basic pizza crust recipe, it actually works really well for dinner rolls. Believe it or not, it doesn't take much change granted for the most part bread is bread is bread and there it's very little difference from if it's you're talking about like a white bread of some type there's very little changes to make from one type of bread to another so just find a recipe for bread and make it really anyway all that breadiness aside but yeah I'm, i've been experimenting with all that but all plus on top of that again like i said i had to bake bread for stuffing and part of the whole deal with doing all of this myself is we have to, there are shortcuts. You know, I'm not going to sit there and meticulously dice and chop and, and, and mix all of the things. And honestly, I don't have a recipe for stuffing. I'm because I grew up eating stovetop. And that is the kind of stuffing I like. And the funny thing is I now basically make the equivalent of stovetop from scratch. And I still have a shortcut for it because in that, you know, this time of year, if you go to a grocery store, if you have a decent grocery store around, um, I think all of them around me actually do this, but you can buy pre-chopped stuffing mix to where it's all the vegetation and seasonings. So it's basically a big box full of, it's like a plastic tub full of uh, celery and onions like diced up super fine, loaded up with all the seasonings, which would happen to be parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. And I don't remember exactly how the song goes, but I'll just, you know, butcher that right there. All that aside, but I, I, you basically get your bread and they have, you know, that you can buy a bag of pre-dried and cubed, you know, little bread cubes or whatever for stuffing mix and fine, that's fine. You can do that because we have a bread machine and if we're going to somewhat, you know, shortcut it by buying the, the pre-seasoned vegetation, we'll bake our own bread. And we like our bread, so that's kind of part of it. But we'll take our bread, and I basically, like I said, I had to basically take a loaf of bread, slice it down, and now I have it sitting on a rack in my oven. Not on or anything, but just sitting there basically to dry out. Because it has to get, you know, dry and... and 
hard and tough and all that stuff. So I have it all sitting there drying up. And tomorrow, after it's been sitting for two days, basically, after it's kind of dried out a bit, I'm going to go and cube it up and chop it up into all the little pieces and then probably stick it in a bag or something. I don't know. Or I may just leave it sitting there to make sure it dries all the way. Which, you know, so then you get your mix, your vegetation, your stuffing mix, and all your bread product, whether you you know bought it or made it or whatever you do, took a bag of croutons, I don't care. I never thought about that, but you could probably just do that. If you just took like a whole bag of croutons, like seasoned croutons, and mixed them up with some um, chicken broth, that would probably work. I'm not going to try it right now, but that would probably work. It's probably somewhere <laughs> approximating what stovetop is. But anyway, man, take all your bread and your, your vegetation. And I honestly, I will go and I get the, the, I get the pre-cut uh, stuffing vegetation. I dice it up smaller because it's, even though it's, it's pretty small, the stuff that we get, but I still think now, cause I, I love the flavor of onion. I put onion in everything. I absolutely hate biting into a piece of onion. And I think I've said this about a hundred times before, but I hate biting into a piece of onion. So I need my onion, onion, I need my onion pieces to be like microscopic. And if I were actually cutting an onion, my mother and my grandmother had a method for cutting an onion to where you get, it's basically, if you ever see the, you get like a double cheeseburger at McDonald's and you got those tiny little micro onions. Basically, my mom and my grandma could cut those by hand. And it's just a method that my grandmother used because of the same thing. She loved onions. Got to put them in everything. You can't make spaghetti sauce without onions and garlic. Try. So, you know, or salsa or anything else, whatever. But you can't, you know, there's too many things that need onion. Well, she hated biting into onions. So you make the onion pieces so small that when you cook them, they basically disintegrate. and. That's what I, I, I don't, because I don't chop my own onions for stuffing, then I don't have to do it. But I now have to go in and manually dice everything up even smaller. But, you know, again, chunk up the bread real small, get all the onions, or if you like chunky, whatever, use it. I don't care. It's your salad. It's your salad. It's your stuffing. But, you know, toss all that together with a healthy portion of probably like a half of the, you know, the standard carton thingy of, of chicken broth. And I don't know if they have turkey broth. I don't care. But check it, get yourself like a half a carton of turkey broth. And it kind of depends on how much bread you have at your disposal. But you basically get everything saturated. You don't want it mushy. Unless you want it mushy, that's, you know, again, it's your stuffing. But, you know, you lay this all out in a big dish, like a Pyrex or whatever, and get all mixed up together, spread it out in there, get all your mix and your bread and your, your broth and get it to where the bread is saturated and soft and all of your vegetation is all mixed in nice and thoroughly and lay it all out. Stick that in the oven. You know, I go with a standard 350 because guess what? Nothing comes with instructions. My default is 350 or 375 if you're doing chicken and anything else. If it's higher than that, you better tell me. But I do like 350. And I, again, I'm doing this from, you know, instinct. I don't have recipes for most things. So take the stuff, pick it, <laughs> stick it in the oven for, 
I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. This is literally a case of I have no time to tell you. That's why I don't do a cooking show. I put, <laughs> but I basically go in and check on it periodically, probably every five to 10 minutes. Once it starts looking like it's cooked, you know, you turn on the light and it looks like it's still mush, obviously leave it. But you know, once you start seeing it starting to dry up and starting to brown and you've got all the flavors in there, give it a little, a little toss so that it doesn't get, you know, hard on top and mush on the bottom because you don't want that. And that's also a sign that you put too much uh, broth in there to begin with. So easy on it, you know. Again, terrible cooking show. <laughs> that's why I don't write these things down because I don't know what I'm doing. It's all instinct. Sorry. Um, but it's, it's real simple, real basic. You're basically getting stovetop and comes out delicious. It really is great. And again, depending on how much of a, how chunky of a consistency you want, again, it's your stuffing, then, you know, cut your bread up or breadcrumbs or your vegetation or whatever you're using, cut it up to your size because again, you're making it, <laughs> you know, you could be that guy. You might want to take that box of stovetop and smash all, smash it all up into crumbs and make it that way. Fuck, do it that way. But you know, it's. If you want to maybe take that chicken broth that you're working with and mix some butter, like melt some butter into that, do it that way. Give yourself a, a more buttery flavor. I think I might do that this year. You know, it's, it's, it's all up to you. But that's what I do is I take it and I, I experiment. It's always experimenting because food is fun and food is science. And it's, it's always fun to experiment with food because ultimately if you have half a shred of an idea of what you want to do and what you want it to come out as, then it's not going to, even if you miss the mark a little bit, it's not going to be awful. I've made stuffing in years past that yeah, it didn't come out the best, but it was still edible. So we still ate it. So, hey, but, you know, like I said, baking my own bread, making our own stuffing. Um, what else? I mean, I do a super simple Thanksgiving. It basically amounts to bird, bread, potatoes, stuffing, my wife loves green bean casserole and her particular recipe is a little bit different. I'm not at liberty to disclose that. Technically, I make it every year now, but I don't, I'm not at liberty to disclose the variations that she puts on it. And I think it was kind of like uh, Emily on the most recent episode of Hate to Wait, where she said, I, th- I think that I, I could be getting it wrong. Sorry, if I'm getting the show wrong and I'm giving the wrong person credit, my bad, but (laughs) I listen to too many podcasts and some of these ladies, I get their stories mixed up. I'm sorry. And it may be that it's, this might be from brilliant observations. It might be because I'm in my mind, I've got John Buchanan in the background somewhere, but where she thought the whole time there's like grandma's secret recipe and it was something fancy. Like, no, she just used Velveeta. You know, something like that. It was like, mm, my wife has a particular twist because she doesn't like certain things about green bean casserole, but that's her green bean casserole that she ate growing up. And damn it, if she's not going to just make that one and keep it a damn secret, much like the recipe to our pie, which certain people are going to be provided with access to the recipe, but that's because they intend to try and replicate it and good luck. But <laughs> yay. Only I can do some things because, you know, kitchen magic. But yeah, so let's see. Like I said, yeah, bird, bread, potatoes, stuffing, uh, green bean casserole, which almost nobody eats except my wife. 
really. She basically we make a green bean casserole just for her to consume over the next few days. But real simple. And I've done in the past, and of course, gravy. And I'll get into the turkey tomorrow because I, again, I shortcut. I do. But the turkey that we buy is specific for this very much for the gravy. But, and I think I've talked about it in years past, but I'll get more into the turkey tomorrow and turkey philosophies and things like that. Yeah. There's a philosophy behind turkey because shit, I can have a philosophy about anything, but, (laughs) but that's, that's basically it. I've done, um, uh, cranberry sauce in years past. I've never done the cranberry, the canned cranberry jelly stuff just never had a taste for it. But I have made from scratch cranberry sauce for several years. And it just came down to I was the only one eating it because in the presence of cranberry sauce and gravy, they serve the same function on turkey. They do the same thing, but you're not going to necessarily put cranberry sauce on a roll or on potatoes. So you have to have the gravy. But I found out that you just don't use as much. And you basically, because a recipe for cranberry sauce amounts to, here's a bag of cranberries, make sauce out of it. And so you, you end up with a lot and it goes a lot further. And so you need twice as much gravy and you use half as much cranberry sauce. And so I've just stopped making it, even though it's delicious. I actually love making, you know, cranberry sauce. And if you want me to uh, go through the whole process, I can run through that real quick tomorrow. If you really feel like it's really simple basic, you know, made from scratch, straight, real cranberry sauce is super simple. It's delicious. And I I really enjoy making it again. It's delicious. And I got, I like it, but I, it doesn't go, you don't need as much and it's not necessarily as popular. It doesn't go on as many things. I like it better than the jelly stuff. You know, it's not can shaped, but if y'all are interested in that recipe, the basic kind of rundown, leave me a hit me up in the Twisted World of the Odd Dad Out Facebook group or on the Odd Dad Out Facebook page or hit me up on Twitter or whatever. But let me know and I will throw it in here for tomorrow's show. So and again, tomorrow I will mostly be talking turkey since I've kind of given a rundown of all the sides. And again, if you want the cranberry thing, let me know before tomorrow. And I will get that in there. Otherwise, I'll maybe throw it in. Maybe I'll drop a bonus something. I don't know. But I will wrap it up for today because I've gone on a lot about Thanksgiving sides. So remember, coming up, uh, I've got turkey tomorrow. I've got Paul Chomo from Varmints coming up. And I think on Friday, I will be wrapping things up. I think I might find a, a new story to cover but I'll definitely have a recommended listening segment coming up for the week. But until that time, I am still Adam Higgins, the odd dad out. Thank you and good night. <laughs>